the Zeitgeist features four different personalities who provide their spin on what's being talked about right now in today's culture. Their conversations include current news, celebrity culture, politics, and more. The moderator starts and ends each discussion. The comedian holds nothing back. The wild card keeps you on your toes. And the analyst breaks it all down into easy-to-understand points. Welcome to the Zeitgeist. Episode 24. Hello, Zeitgeist listeners. This is Brandy, your moderator. And yes, I'm back. My uh, co-host tried to... You got this low energy. Now, see, you were called up. call me out. Call you on y'all. Because y'all tried to call me out <laughs> last week. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're bundled up like you're living in an igloo. I mean, what is this? Listen, I try to be comfortable. Keep my muscles warm. And you got that Cosby Kid hat on. <laughs> Don't hate the lifestyle. <laughs> yes, guys, it is me. Um, so Why do y'all? Does everyone know who Wario is? Ah, uh, look, that's look. I don't know if some of my listeners know. Yeah, they may not be old enough, but <laughs> give them some background, analysts. What a Wario! Yes, that was Mario's nemesis in Super Mario Brothers. Yes, he yes. was. Yes. I just, want, I just want you all to know, I'm always accused of showing my age. That. Oh. <laughs> Is an indicator of how old the analyst is, how long he's been with us. Oh, what is that from the nineties? That was the nineties, wasn't it? Yeah, nineties. Yeah. Yes, he was. He was Mario's um, arch enemy nemesis for a stretch. Yes, he was the evil old Mario. Yes, yeah, yes. the it's me, and the whole bit. Mario. <laughs> I think he was like Mario with a with a um, you know with an angry with the angry right. eyebrows and a different color hat. Yeah, like they do with uh, the Charlie Brown, the angry kids. and in- right. Yeah. <laughs> you change the eyebrow direction and you color his overalls and hat, different color, boom, villain. Oh, my goodness. Okay, guys. <laughs> so we unfortunately don't have the the, uh, the comedian today. She's out fighting a cold. Um, so we're sending her good, healthy vibes and hope that she will be back to join us next week. Yeah, and some chicken but- soup. Yes. <laughs> now, chicken y'all, soup? A chicken soup. Yeah, look, yes. For some people. It's, it's, the best, it's the best way to cure a cold. Well, uh, well it won't cure it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's what they did back in the day. Good old chicken soup. Is that, oh, is that that's bowl? what they did back in the day. They did. It's Who's that bowl. Know, these group of people are the they <laughs> the, 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 the cavemen. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, apparently we have started the the show with the health segment. Uh, yeah, so folks, chicken soup cold is out of here. Yes, mm. and bone marrow. That's a big. I don't know if you guys noticed. That's a don't, big. Please. Um, <laughs> no, no, the bone marrow soup has become a big thing. I've even yeah. seen mm-hmm. it offered at some stores. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm not touching that. <laughs> well, onion, garlic, and um. Cayenne soup is also really good. I mean, it is that time of year, so we're offering you guys some some yes. info. The like latter, I think, is the best. Is the best. Um, I'll roll with that one. Yeah, no. that's my favorite. That's my favorite one. Yeah, over the, the bone marrow and the, you know. <laughs> I 
or whatever people are eating these days. <laughs> oh my goodness. Cool. So that's Chauncey, the analyst, is here. Hey, how's it going? And Chris, the wild card. What's up, folks? So I'm going to ask Chris to put on his connoisseurs of sport uh, scout hat for us today because it is Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, it is. And Connoisseurs of Sport is offered via Dynamic Network. Let's not confuse the folks out there. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're family of content contributors that are multi-talented. So sometimes we swap around in different shows to, you know, continue to provide you guys with really cool content. Luckily, I will say I do have my, my <laughs> scout hat available. It's always with me. So I can switch that. Just give me a second. Wait a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. The scout is reaching out. The light is on. I am here. All right, Scout, tell cool, us. Scout, so let us know yeah, what's going on today. Okay, we have the Carolina Panthers versus the Denver Broncos. Um, hopefully everyone knows that. And those of you who don't, now you do. Brandy um, didn't know it. I well, didn't. I literally asked, I asked somebody if, if, if the Broncos and the Cavaliers were playing the other oh, day. Oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, the, the beautiful thing is now we know. So now everyone's filled in on the who the who's opposing who. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what I will say again, we we um the episode we released Connoisseur as a sport on Monday this past Monday. What date was that? I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter. Maybe the second or the third. But that was the first. Um, that was the first. The first of February. Our first of February episode was a exclusively Super Bowl based episode, and um really. In short, the intriguing matchup here, the game in the game, which is what I like to focus on, is the Denver Bronco defense, which is it's a great defense um, led by that brilliant coordinator, Wade Phillips, versus that Carolina offense, which is like nothing we've ever seen with their historically unique quarterback and you have a clash there that will be quite intriguing and I think that's where the game will be won. Who's that um, quarterback? So, Who's that quarterback you're talking about? Uh, Mr. Cam Mr. Newton. Newton. Superman who is Oh, you know that Brandon, you know Cam I Newton. Do. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, I, I go on and on about Cam Newton. I've always um pretty he's been one of my favorite athletes um and I have for some time believed he would develop into what he is now. Mm -hmm. uh, which is quite a problem for the league. People, uh, yeah, people don't see. They don't like him. No, yeah, he. he they're very upset with Cam Newton because he he deigns to have fun while he plays football. I don't oh, know who he's hurting. Oh, how dare he! I know. I don't dare. know who he's hurting, but people get very upset on um, the public. <laughs> they've been writing open letters about Cam Newton. Yes, uh, which is ironic considering all of the. I guess the off the field work he does with children, and even oh no one cares about that. What? And even the entire thing the Carolina Panthers have going, um, which he started, which was giving the football to the children when they score, mm -hmm. uh, which is this interesting thing. And also that was that was a, a fine associated with that, whereas the league does not allow you to give away footballs. But then I read a little while ago, maybe mid season or so, they stopped finding Carolina because it was such a positive thing. So in, in short. You have a guy who I believe is um, one of the latest people to be um, mischaracterized by the media, and then mindless people who don't have their own ideas on things pick up on that narrative. And then oh, wait a minute, you know, you're going all down the rabbit hole. These people want to know who's going to win. Who's oh, going to well, win? Oh, who's going to win? So you want a prediction out of me? That's just I, who I you think, think. I think Carolina's going to win, um, just mm -hmm. because, and for the simple, I don't believe there's an 
answer to the multiplicity of, of the Carolina offense with Cam Newton. I don't think there's an answer as of right now. Typically, the league takes maybe an offseason to figure something out because mm-hmm. they can look at a full season where the tape, they have time to figure out things that come up. And then the next season coming in, the league tends to have a an idea of how to defend something new. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's enough time yet to come up with a solution to okay. that offense. I'll put it that simple. I'll make it that simple. And and in short, again, not to go too deep into it. We already okay. deep into it. Well, okay. We really the offense really forces defenses to hesitate. And that's really the, the 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 crux of the problem. You have to the defense has to stop in their tracks and read what's going on before they attack. That's really the problem. So you can't play with the speed that you normally play with. Mm-hmm. We got so, it, Scout. Now, look, you're talking to people who just want to see the commercials and socialize I'm... and eat. Well, you know, carrots and dip now. You all forced me to put yes. the Scout hat on. Sliders. I'm sorry, folks. I do go, I do go, you know, get into the weeds with it. But I got Carolina for the win. That's what I believe. By how much? Oh, goodness. <sighs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out on a limb here. I don't think Uh-oh. it's going to be close. Oh, you think? Okay. I got. I think it's gonna be. They're gonna win by fourteen to seventeen points. Do you predict okay. that they get up early again? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you and know. Also, uh, also on the other side, we have Peyton Manning, who tends to struggle in, in big games. Yeah. Even when he was in his prime, so you're gonna have to score to keep up with Carolina, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's why you I don't think. need your reasoning, Scout. They, the people got it. You uh, said and this is all directed. You said uh, that Carolina's gonna win. By a lot now, and, and they're gonna go up early. So we got it. We'll see. Yes. Um, also, go to your parties, everyone. Have a good time. Ain't nobody paying attention to this except for the scout. <laughs> I'm gonna be watching because I'm a Cam Newton fan. Uh, yeah. So I will be. I will check in. I don't know that I can watch the whole thing, but I'll check in on them. Uh, and just so everyone knows, we talk about 5:38 a lot on this show. We will continue to do so. Uh, they have Carolina as uh, having a 59% chance of winning mm. the game. So there you okay. go. So you forced me, ah. you tricked me into pulling my crystal ball out, which the scout does not do often. But I am out on the limb now. Yeah, it's okay if you're wrong. Nobody's coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> Unless uh, 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 Meek Mill might come after you, though. Uh oh. So we got two teams battling on the field this week, but uh, our good friend Meek Mill is finding himself battling yet another rapper. Um, instead of Drake, the the good old big Drake Meek Mill tisk, I guess that was going on over the last month. Now we have Meek Mill going after Fifty Cent. I'm not really sure um, why he continues to end up in in these situations but I don't know maybe he plans on like dropping an album and this is part of his uh publicity campaign who, who knows you know he he just wants attention hmm. I guess he after the whole Drake thing he's going it doesn't matter I've already been slayed it can't get any worse than this and you know I'm attached to Nicki Minaj they're gonna come after that there's nothing I can do so I may as well continue just so I get attention, because attention will turn into money in some way. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going on with this. 
Uh, of course, 50 Cent brought up Nicki Minaj because that's just easy. Um, he was at uh, a concert and the crowd started chanting F Meek Mill at this concert. You know, I don't know. I, I, this is wild card, wild card. Let me ask you this. Do you think that Meek Mill can continue to build his career with these kinds of problems he's having when he starts a feud but he can't finish it? No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that any any of this is translated to um, record sales or anything for him, right? I, t I tend to think, um, as far as being a rapper, especially one who's Base. He is a street base. He's a street rapper, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't think this is something that benefits a street rapper just because who his audience is. Um, he cannot become a joke. I, 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 it just doesn't work for his branding, um, in my opinion. This is something maybe a guy like Drake, who's a mainstream guy, yes. Um, it benefits him to play the more traditional celebrity role. Yeah, I, I don't know that this helps Meek Mill though. I don't see how. Yeah, but it's like after the Drake thing, he has no options. You know, you can't. He can't recover from that. True, and but I, yeah, yeah, but he he was never really the celebrity type rapper, right? His, yeah, right. He was really big. People who listen to and follow Meek Mill listen to the actual music. I don't know that there was a huge, you know. <sighs> Like I said, celebrity element to him, right? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe that was his calculation. Maybe he wanted to get a bigger audience. Right. Decided to go after Drake. Didn't realize how it would end up, and is now trying to reboot it by going after Fifty. But like, but why that's go not after, a good. Yeah, it's uh -huh. not a good plan. And then why go after right. Drake with the whole you have a ghostwriter approach? Like that doesn't. I don't. I don't really no. get it. Yeah, it doesn't seem well thought out. Like, maybe go after him with just a random battle rap. That seems like a better kind of uh, but he strategy. Wants, you know, he wants a big star to take down. That way you get uh, better exposure. Mm. But even just, he, He's not too smart. He hasn't thought it right. through, like you said. Yeah, He did it on Twitter. He didn't do it via the traditional means, which is to release a mixtape. Like or, an album! Yeah, right. like a battle that album! Sense. He goes to Twitter, right? To attack Drake? And to the, make accusations he can't even back up. It's not right. like you can't proof like I met your ghostwriter and here's the picture and I'ma tweet it out. It's not that's not what happened. And then Drake comes back with the record. So right. what he's done is he's relinquished his strength. Yeah, and, and then he goes after Fifty Cent, who was so hard to go after. He yes. I mean, right about the bankruptcy thing, which is just like <laughs> it's just Right, he's not sticking to what his strong suit which, which is, which is I'm an authentic street rapper. Okay, right. Right. Okay, fine. So then, being an authentic street rapper, the first thing you do in your first beat to go after Drake is you tweet, as uh, Brandy said, you go to Twitter and talk about a ghostwriter. Yeah. Well, maybe Santi has a point. Like, you know, like they yeah. say how you get street cred is like you go to the biggest person in the hood and like punch him in the face or take him down because that's how people know like you about that life. So like maybe. a Drake, yeah, on target. <laughs> <laughs> right. but, but, you, but Drake has a is a mega star, so I'm saying he ain't too smart. Like I, I kind of got it, but it didn't work. It would have been better 
if he went to a New York radio radio station, uh, did a freestyle, yeah, slaying people. Because then, like you said, Wildcard, it would have played into his strengths as a you know a underground street rapper, that kind right. of authentic thing. Take it to the radio station to do it, exactly. and then challenge them to show up and rap and battle rap. That's <laughs> what you do. But he ain't smart. And don't. And then he is with Nicki Minaj. Now look, if you, I get it. You might be in love and all of that, but you also have to think of your image, and yes. that's what they're all thinking of. And that is just another easy shot at him. And you can easily say, look, she's better than you. She's more successful than you. You don't know what you're doing. You had to be on her tour, or nobody would have known. I mean, you got to think about what you're doing. Anyway, what's next? I'm done with this. <laughs> can I just say this? Can I just yeah. say one last thing about this? Yeah. I don't know why you would go, and I think someone did say this, I think Brandy did say this, I don't know why you go from losing to Drake and then dialing up and trying to go after 50 Cent. 50 Cent is a Russ cut. This is to 50 Cent's territory. Yeah. Yeah. And he won't, and not only will he, will he destroy you via a song, he makes, I mean, he makes fun of people on social media like none other. And it's funny. It is. That's what it is. It's funny. See, Yes, Mill is going. I can rap better than him. It ain't about that. It certainly isn't. Everyone that he's tabled with just about can rap better than Fifty Cent. It does not matter because he's funny. I don't listen to Fifty Cent. I don't. But it doesn't matter because the dude. I mean, the dude is funny. He's funny. Yeah, he knows how to be funny. So I'll leave it at that. I just want to deposit that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you talk about from the frying pan into the fire. (laughs) Well, I mean. All the best to Meek Mills, uh, Meek Mill, sorry, and his quest for um, next level in his life. Politics. He had a primary poll come out. There was the Iowa caucus that happened, and I believe there was a Democratic debate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the Iowa caucuses, the Republican and Democratic ones, were on Monday, um, and then of course it all gets into polling. But the thing is, everyone. Polling in caucuses and even primaries is very difficult. It has always been, especially in the early states. So the Iowa polls, and we talked about the gold standard last week from the Des Moines Register, uh, and Seltzer and company does that one. Uh, She had Hillary up three points. She had Trump up, I think, five points. Um, But the thing is about a caucus, you can't, it's hard to predict voter turnout, and it's hard to predict on the Democratic side, if a certain candidate doesn't reach their threshold, who they're going to go to. So if you look at the exit polling done, actually on the Democratic side, the exit polls had Hillary up three. So it was right with Seltzer's poll. But if the O'Malley supporters don't get their 15% threshold, then they're going to break to Bernie, which is the assumption which lifts him up to an almost tie with Hillary. So she squeaked it out, but that's the explanation for that. On the Republican side, you could say that they undercounted, underrepresented, and this is what the wild card was saying, they underrepresented evangelical support on the Republican side, which led to Ted Cruz winning. Uh, What surprised some, I guess, is Marco Rubio came in a close third with Donald Trump. And Donald Trump now is losing. So, you know, he has to try to rebound in New Hampshire in that primary, the first in the nation. 
will be on Tuesday. In New Hampshire, everyone, same story, hard to poll. Um, now, Bernie Sanders on the Democratic side is by far and away the favorite. He's from Vermont, which neighbors New Hampshire to the, uh, to the west. Uh, so he has some built-in advantages there. The question is, will he be able to blow out Hillary Clinton? Because if not, then it's going to be hard for him to say that his revolution is coming. Um, we'll see. <laughs> uh, so on the Republican side, Donald Trump is still leading in the polls. But again, it's hard to poll. It's just hard to poll New Hampshire. Um, so we'll see. A Kasich is on the come up, though, mm -hmm. on the Republican side uh, in New Hampshire. So, so that'll be interesting to see. Is he going to be the one to topple Donald Trump or to come in second? Or will Rubio, who's surging, be able to do it? Or will Trump finally get a win? I think if Trump doesn't win here, he's really going to get into problems. If he doesn't win in New Hampshire, he better win in South Carolina. Yeah, That's I, the setup. Yeah. yeah I think, if, talking about Trump, I think we have to remember, I don't know why I let off of that, but I think the thing with Trump is he his whole brand is winning. I'm going to win. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. When I go into these negotiations with other countries, I'm gonna win. We're gonna win. We win. I'm a winner. Everyone else is a loser. That's, That's his right. brand. Mm -hmm. So, in Iowa, he did not win. So, see, this is direct. You can't really look at like with most political candidates. You know, you look at the map. You look at where they're strong. You do all these things to determine how their their campaign is gonna go. Is it sustainable? Whether they can win or not. But see, he's different. None of that is important because of how he's set up which is what I just said. He has to win. It, it, it really, it's in name only. I'm a winner, so that has to, he has to directly win. There's no leeway, yes. right? So Iowa, okay, fine. We'll give him Iowa that he lost that fine. But like you said, okay, analyst, if he goes into New Hampshire and loses again? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, it's hard to see him. How, where does he go from there as far as when he goes in front of his rallies or when he talks? What happens? You know, in Iowa, you have some excuses, maybe. Right. You know, his theatrics was sitting out the debate mm -hmm. and, and having this rally. Did that play into it? There, there's some gray area where you can say, okay, Donald, maybe you lost because of X, Y, and Z, and you really wouldn't have lost if these things didn't happen. Mm -hmm. But in New Hampshire, there's no cover like that. It's a primary, right? It's not that you don't have the caucus excuse. Right, so he has to really perform, I think, and he has to win New Hampshire. I don't think there's any question about that. And Kasich, because of the, dyna the dynamics with, with right New Hampshire, even though it's traditionally difficult to poll, um, obviously the type of voter helps Kasich. And also they have an open primary, so you may get someone who maybe leans Democratic that could, you conceivably see, go in and vote for Kasich because it's open. Yeah. They, right. Yeah, that's right. And that swings both ways as well. You know, you kind of have an open door there when you have an open primary. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, as, as far as I did want to say one thing, like you were absolutely right about when I picked Cruz, the evangelicals, they, they underpoll evangelicals every year, every uh, primary for some reason. Every caucus for Iowa. Every caucus. Right. Iowa caucus. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Right. Every caucus, they under. I don't know why they continue to do that and why they don't build in for that. Yeah, it, it, it's just a, it's hard to predict them. Um, so we'll see what happens in four years when this happens again. Right. Uh, but wild card, you called it last week. You said Hillary would win. You said Cruz would win. Mm -hmm. Who are you predicting will win the New Hampshire primary on Tuesday? 
Well, I think um, on the Democratic side, I think you have Bernie's going to win. Uh, now, question, here's a question. How much? Yeah. Do you How think much? he wins? Do you, win, do you think he wins by double digits or not? The thing about New Hampshire, right, with the bordering candidate, as we talked about, is it, I believe there's a 15-point built-in advantage there, right? According to 538, Nate Silver did say that. Yeah, he said 15 percent on top of the polls i believe right which so, would be a blowout from her right yeah so automatically a 15 percent gap so i think he does win by double digits the question is for me now now again the public at large isn't going to read it this way they, they're not concerned um but if he if she gets inside of that 15 percent when i look at it that's a that's a problem going forward I think it was already a problem that he lost Iowa because of the demographics and, and, and the caucus element. Right. I mean, I don't think a Clinton has ever won Iowa. No, they've never. Right. 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 So, and again, that Iowa is. And forget winning. They haven't even come in second. Right. <laughs> I think the media, the glorious media, because they, you know, they want to race, really underplaying or trying to minimize her winning Iowa. I think that's big, no matter how, how close. Because it, it never happens. Yeah, and, you know, the whole question about that spread between Bernie and Hillary is going to be media coverage. I think yeah. that she needs to at least lose, if she's going to lose, she needs to lose by no more than single digits, or they're going to spin it. So that's going to be a concern for her. Right. Um, a concern for him is if she gets really close or even beats him, which is unlikely. Um, now, the, the thing about New Hampshire is on that western border with Vermont, they do have people who are of Bernie's ilk, but toward the south with the border um, uh, with Massachusetts, they have people who are closer to Hillary, and there have been an influx of people from Massachusetts into New Hampshire since, uh, I think, 2008, of course, yeah. maybe yeah. even 2012. So, it, again, hard to poll, but okay, we got you on that. What about the Republican side? Who do you think wins? Jeez, this is tough. Oh, the agony. I mean, every time the wild yeah, card, it's yeah, like... What's he the problem with... And again, I hate to do this, but the problem with New Hampshire on the Republican side is there's so many candidates. Well, let's let's put it this way. Let's say it's going to be three possibilities. Trump, Kasich, Rubio. Let's just say Cruz is not going to be in there. Well, Cruz is not going to win. Yeah, I can, I can tell you that. Cruz is not yeah. going to win New Hampshire. Who... Um, well, and of course, them talking about him, you know, talking about Ben Carson... Uh, leaving the race, his campaign, when Ben Carson was just going to Florida to get some clothes and spend a night, <laughs> night with his wife. He, ben Carson was like, he was on the view like, look, can I go get some clothes and spend the night with my wife? <laughs> and they were like, and look, Joy Behar was like, uh, Ben, Dr. Ben, but wait a minute, can they have clothing stores in New Hampshire? <laughs> and he was like, he was like, uh, I wasn't raised like that. I wasn't raised to just throw your clothes away. You know, that's not how I would run the country either. You know, you try to save what you have and use it to the best of your ability. But anyway. I can't follow so, him. I can't follow him. He's great. I hope he stays in as long as possible. So Trump, Kasich, Rubio, who you got? I am gonna I'm gonna say Trump wins. Mm-hmm. And just and for this, because between Rubio and Kasich you can have some vote splitting there. I mean, how do those people yeah. decide? I mean, you could have a New Hampshire person that says, I like, and I believe someone alluded to this, I like three candidates, right? Mm -hmm. You can have a swath of, 
uh, uh, people that are not Trump people that that could like any of two or three other people. That's a vote splitter to me. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I I, I agree. Know? I think the plurality right. will go with Trump. Um, but yes, if it doesn't, that spells doom for his campaign because that means oh, they have done. a problem. Yeah, yeah. They that means they have a problem on the ground. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. finished. Well, yeah. you know, he's too big for that anyway, right? You know, Trump is way too big for it's setting up operations on the ground, I believe. <laughs> well, I'm going to use that to segue into odd news about someone who set up an operation on the ground. <laughs> no. <laughs> odd news. If you guys have uh, been uh, trolling social media, I'm sure you've seen the headline about a woman who has... Uh, who crashed her own funeral. <laughs> if you actually took the time to delve into that story, you will <laughs> learn that a husband paid a gang of uh, kidnappers to kill his wife. And they, the, the kidnapper morality code kicked in. They uh, decided that they do not kill women. And so they let her go just in time to show up at her funeral um, and practically give her husband a heart attack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now look, the they are um, Africans and who live in Australia. So they migrated to Australia, uh, and what happened is they went back to um, Africa because the husband's, I think, mother died or something like that. Yeah. And that's when the wife was kidnapped by that gang you talked about. Uh, now the gang contacted the husband on the phone because she didn't believe it when they they said look your husband wants us to kill you and basically you're an idiot because you don't believe it so they called him put him on the phone and he said kill her (laughs) 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 and she passed out after she heard it now this is all real everybody we're sorry to laugh but it's so ridiculous and luckily she's not dead um, so when she came to, she was obviously still alive. Those kidnappers said, look, like Brandy said, we don't kill women. Um, what we're going to do is give you the money he was paying us to help uh, you can get out of here. Um, and once she uh, fled the kidnappers, she was sure to contact her minister in Australia who helped her sneak back into Australia without the husband knowing. Mm-hmm. So that she could sit outside her car, outside of her own funeral, and after everybody left, she walked up to her husband, and he was like, "Oh, is this a ghost?" And all this, he touched her, and you know, he almost passed out himself. Uh, and she, of course, called the authorities. He pled guilty, and of course, he's remorseful. And they, yeah, the devil got into him, according to him. The, the devil, devil got, got right. into him, That's made right. him do a bad thing. And but the devil and he both serve nine years in prison for all the, of those shenanigans. Uh, but the, the other twist is, uh, are they Congolese? I think that's what they are. Yeah, Congolese. Well, yeah. he is. He is. He is. Right. So I think she is from Burundi. Originally. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Burundi. Okay. Is that right? so, yes. And everybody, the Washington Post has a write up on this. But yeah, and the twist uh, that Congo, the Congolese community in Australia. Um, Supposedly, some of them are not happy with her for calling the police in. Imagine, 
I mean, somebody, she, she could have been dead, but you, I mean, okay, you escaped death, you call the police, there's something wrong with you. I mean, I understand where they're going with that, but come on now. And and they are threatening her, uh, her life again. This woman can't win. She has eight children. Eight kids. Got eight kids. <laughs> Go ahead, Wildcard. What do you say about this? Wildcard, right. are you down with people putting hits out and then being remorseful later? Can I just deal with the hitmen first? Yeah, go ahead. I go the opposite way as far as ethics. This is unethical for a hitman. Oh, okay. They broke the code, right? They took the money and did the job. (laughs) Do this? There's no honor among thieves. Thieves, no, but hitmen, you know, once you take the contract, I mean, you know. You know what this is? This is like John Wick when he hired them. Yes. (laughs) I can't think of the act, I'm sorry. Oh. Anyway, he hired the guy to kill John Wick, and he helped John Wick. I mean, where, where, I mean, where's the honor? Yeah. So let me just first deal with them. Look, whoever these hitmen are, actually just anyone that wants to put a contract or a head out, don't go to these guys. Well, <laughs> not if you want to kill a woman. Not kill a woman. They'll kill men, maybe even children. I can't trust. I don't know what they mean. They may not kill a certain kind of man. How do I know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So that's first thing with them. Secondly, I, this, if this isn't a bad Hollywood movie, I don't know what it is. This has all the makings. I mean, it's ironic. Yeah, she's just like, telling us the lifetime. She can get right. to think she's a totally. Yeah, this is a lifetime movie yes. all the way. If I saw this movie, I would completely be like, I would say this is ridiculous. Whoever wrote this is <laughs> insane. <laughs> and lo and behold. It would be like based on a true story. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, what true story is this? I mean, it's just remarkable. <laughs> what can I say? I mean, Outside of this, I don't know what to make of this. I have to laugh at it. Yes, I, 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 know I hope that she's under some safe. kind of threat. Me, yeah, yeah, I know she's under some yeah. kind of. I, but my goodness, what what do you want me to do with this? Yeah, uh, look, well, let's end this on this note. Here's what the what she says the kidnappers told her. The hitmen, quote, "We just want you to go back to tell other stupid women like you what happened." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. Why is she stupid? <laughs> because she, she didn't, didn't believe, believe her husband was going to kill her. Like, right. he could love her so much, she could have never killed her. Because he, he said, I'm rational. I mean, <laughs> if you believe your spouse can kill you, you need to, if you believe that's possible, I think you need to get out of the relationship right then and there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. You talk about damaged trust. Yeah. <laughs> and what was, his, was there a reason he gave for putting the head out on his yeah, lady? Yeah, because she was, he thought that she was cheating on him, that she was going to leave him for another man. I was hoping and, for something better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she said it. she said that's not true. But and regardless, she said it was <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is a story of broken trust, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a nice way. Poor <laughs> planning. All of, like you ain't even you ain't even do your due diligence on these hitmen. Right. This is the case of uh, again, like I said, it is. You know, it's a trust issue in this relationship. And as I always like to say, to quote the great J. Cole, taken to the limps. <laughs> oh my goodness. Health and science. We recently discovered there's an article that unveiled um, to us that the Babylonians, there's a clay tablet that the Babylonians um, discovered astronomical geometry 1400 years before the Europeans. No. Yes. Now, uh, well actually this comes from Humboldt University in Berlin. It's their findings. So the tablets 
were housed in the British Museum in London. Mm. Okay, so uh, the researchers from Humboldt University, uh, Matthew Ossendriver, I guess how you say his name, he's an astrophysicist. That's good. Yeah. Um, so he became an expert in history of ancient science, went through these tablets, because of course they don't know exactly what they are, but broke it all down and figured out that yes, just as Brandy said, they had a sophisticated way of going through astronomical geometry before the Europeans in medieval Oxford Oh my god. See if they so. Yes. Now, uh, Babylonia. Wildcard, where's that again? Remind us. Uh, well, ancient Mesopotamia, I believe it's in. Is it southern? What, what used to be Mesopotamia, which is now Iraq. Yes, that, mm-hmm. that area. Iraq, Iran, Turkey, yeah, right. Syria. So all. Are we there. talking Middle Easterners? I mean, we, uh, you, we all know about, you know, the Greeks and how they conquered Babylon. And, you know, we, we all know those stories. But. Uh, right, uh, central southern, to be exact, Mesopotamia. Yes, sir. And you know, th- again, we get these uh, discoveries of ancient peoples having advanced perceptions of the world. Um, so who knows how much stuff is actually out there? You know what I'm. Ex- you know what I'd like to know. What's that? I want somebody to find something. That tells us how they bu- built them pyramids. Yes. In Egypt. Well, we we already have the answer to that. Is it the aliens? Oh, oh the aliens. No. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. What is it? Apocalypse. Oh. <laughs> the great the great mutant apocalypse built those. It's in the movies. It's true. That's similar to aliens, though. <laughs> Can I just say that these tablets? I you know I got a little hungry because they look like sugar cookies. Yeah. I thought they looked like bread. Like I got I got like the kind of the same urge like when I saw yeah. well, like this bread. one looks like a gingerbread a nice gingerbread cookie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that you two didn't find these. Y'all have been eating them. <laughs> <laughs> and we we would have lost this wonderful knowledge. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, look, listen. For those that believe everything was created by Westerners, you, know, you really need. It's it's like the, this group of folks that believe Michael Jordan invented everything in basketball. It's like, come on, right? There were mm-hmm. there were things that existed prior to, right? So this or should not Ber- be a or that Bernie or that Bernie created uh, any of his ideas and oh. any of his movements. Everybody, check it, check it. You know, or that Trump is Trump is really this new kind of candidate. Right. History. Well, you know, this again. Yeah, you you are again. That's another discussion. Telling people to really kind of look back and see if historically this has happened before. That's it. We can go. But that's a great point, Wild Card. That's Mm -hmm. that's really the point. You know, really consider if you think something's new, consider Mm -hmm. your history. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, come on, folks. Business. Two shows ago, I think we told you guys on the East Coast, and I'm sure if you watch any type of TV or um, consume any type of news, you knew that there was a big blizzard on the uh, the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And um, I heard about um, a story about a guy in New Jersey that used this technology to build his house, where it the the ground it was like solar powered, the water recycled itself, heated up, and melted all the snow which is kind of cool and now he's him and his dad came up with this together and they're going to try to sell it um to some developers or something like that and in business news this week um we also read about this electric concrete that pretty much does the same thing it heats up and and melts snow so that you know we don't have to get out there shoveling it's a little sad for the kids that 
want to make a little dollar, a couple dollars to shovel snow, but, you know. Here we go. That's just because you used to do that. <laughs> um, now, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. So, Chris Twan, a civil engineer at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, uh, created this. Um, he received funding from the Federal Aviation Administration to do it because obviously this would be very good at airports. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Now the thing is, it, this conductive concrete or electric concrete, as Brandy said, they're probably not, if it comes to fruition, they're probably not going to put it everywhere. They're going to put it in places where it matters the most. They're going to yeah. put it uh, maybe in certain busy parts of busy streets, like I said, at airports, mm -hmm. so that that happens. Because here's what happens they'll heat it up like a day before so that as the snow comes down it just melts it goes away right so i don't think they're gonna put those intrepid youths out of business brandy well those, <laughs> that, that uh that family that, that that father and son team might put those kids out of, right because, <laughs> you know because their system it, it melts the snow after the fact and then reuses the water so mm -hmm. uh. well, here's my question to both of you would you invest in this? Because this is business. Would you? I like that one, Brandy. Would you invest in the solar-powered one that uses the water, recycles that, or would you invest in the conductive concrete? See, just I mean, hmm. probably the conductive concrete, only because thinking about from an investment standpoint, you'd probably get a better return on your investment because of the the types of people that will be purchasing. That right. technology, it would just be a higher yield. So I would probably go with that one. Yeah. Wild card, what say you? I agree for the that's one that's a good point. Uh yeah. Randy regarding the I mean, we're talking about big business. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Government agencies. I can see government around those buildings really wanting something like that for their employees because I mean yeah, you they know, got funding from the FAA. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, right. but here's now, another question in Wildcard. Mm -hmm. At your home. What would you rather have? Would you rather have that uh, recycling water one or yes. the conductive? Yes. Yep. Look, it, we've talked about the water issues brought on by the Flint thing. Yes. Look, that's the first thing I would do is get my own water going if I yeah, could. Yeah, now in Flint, Legionnaire's disease. I mean, everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and look, the uh, practical side of me well, really, most of these practical, I like to think. But says that if it's happening in Flint, that can't be the only place. It's not. Right, it's right. not. So, look, if I could get off of the water system, if I could, I would. Now, and, I don't and know you gotta if you do can... a little. You got to be a little sneaky about it. Because they, they try to make it hard for well, people to even harvest their own, you know, rainwater. Really? Yeah, that's, the yeah. thing about, see, that's the thing about this. Um, technology like this is around, and not in just just in this arena, but it is suppressed. Mm -hmm. Okay, when you get into people with big money, yeah, like Bernie Sanders here for goodness' sake. I was about to say this is feel the burn. <laughs> uh, I know Bernie Sanders invented this, but nevertheless, um, <laughs> we know this we're aware of this. So um, this kind of thing would be suppressed, especially if you have something like this. When we talked about it only being. Um, only happening in certain areas. If you made this a commercial property where, you know, you didn't have to worry about streets and things being plowed, imagine people who would be out of business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. out of okay. So that's why a lot of times it's not the innovation or the invention of things. That's happening. Mm -hmm. 
it's the slow drip or complete shutdown of that getting from that point mm-hmm. to us, the consumer or the people. That's wrought with with landmines as far as that road's concerned. Uh, so, and you know, uh, it takes thirty years for a landmine to become deactivated. Now, <laughs> so, <laughs> now look, sorry, that's an inside joke, folks. We I don't know if we have time to fill you in on that one. We yeah, we can't. There was a documentary of a school. And there was a debate, and one of the kids, they were yeah. debating landmines, and that was one of the kids said that. Because he asked, what yeah, happened he really, is, he, really... he got the other debater. He said, do you know how long it takes for them to become deactivated? Yes. And and, and the other guy said, huh? <laughs> he said, do you know how long it takes for it to become deactivated? And then, you know, the guy said, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and he said, 30 years. And the thing about that, it had nothing. It really was not the point of the debate, but by stumping this guy and, right. and taking him off topic, he he thereby wins the debate. It was just ridiculous. But anyway, yeah. but you know, I you know, if they didn't have this friction, though, maybe both of these would be useful. You could I use the conductive yeah. concrete in public places and right. in homes and apartment buildings and the like. We can get the recycled water. You know, Ed Begley Jr. has a house like this, the actor, right. where he uses his own water and all that. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's all kinds of uses for this kind of. I mean, look, this could solve a lot of problems in a lot of places. Yes, it mm-hmm. could. It really could. Yes. California, I mean, who knows what they could do with right. it? Right. And, and also, I mean, look, I don't know if you can take. Can the roadways also be. Can you collect things? Is there a way to kind of maybe retrofit that technology where you could collect based on that. I mean, who knows? There's all kinds of possibilities. Or maybe even rainwater if they could do it that way. You're right. There's there's a a lot of smart people. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, I do a lot of like random community environment to work and and we struggle just getting oysters because a lot of people don't realize like oysters can filter like up to like 30 or like like 30,000 gallons. Yeah. Okay. If you like oysters, they could they could filter like thirty thousand gallons of water. So a lot of um, one oyster. Yeah, like well, like a cla- like a cluster okay. problem. Like if you okay. line a um, if you line like a water source, like a river or something with it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of um, government agencies give community groups and those environmentalists environmentalists are looking for really like sustainable and accessible solutions a hard time because of course it messes up all of their potential like oh, we have some water filter filtration thing fun that we want to throw in when. It's not that complicated. Put some oysters across the, the board and like filter the water. Do that. Doesn't happen because they they claim poaching is going to be an issue because you know people are just going to go to the, <laughs> the right. filtration <laughs> and start eating their meal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, again, again, ridiculous. this is you're right. This is a case where I mean it's about who's going to make the money and people who are in power now mm-hmm. have all the power aren't going to make any money off of this. So what happens? They shut it down. What happens is we elect Bernie Sanders president, and then yeah. the revolution will come, and yeah. it will all change. You know this. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> the one thing I did want to mention about the roadway um, is that the conductive materials um, are steel shavings and a fine powder called they call it coke breeze. I don't know what that's made up of, but both are um, industrial waste products. So there's a recycling element to this as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a really it, cool product. Yeah, I think I, I thought it was great when I read on it. Um, but again, 
the machine is in the way of, I think, to a degree, this and implementation. Unfortunately, um, so, yes. Unfortunately, yeah. So a little machine that um that won't that we can't seem to stop is the uh the Kardashian rolls machine that continues to show its face <laughs> in some sort of <laughs> of the media. So this 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 is the what we don't care about section and you got that right. <laughs> what we don't care about. We opened up with a uh, you know a good friend Meek. Um, <laughs> you want to just meet now? It's just me. <laughs> poor me, poor me. No. You know he's trying to stay relevant, and uh, you know, our good friend uh, Amber, uh, the comedian, will will tip our hat to the comedian who always likes to uh, go to bat for Mrs. Mrs. Rose. I think she read, read about three chapters of a book. Um, and <laughs> yeah, she has no. There are no Amber Rose advocates here today. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Mrs. Uh, you know, Kanye Kardashian West, I guess is her legal name. Um, oh, Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian, Kardashian yes. Kim Kardashian West. <laughs> they're, they're selfies, as, as people say, broke the uh, broke the internet. That so if, if you internet. guys don't don't know, um, Amber Rose came at Kanye. I mean, we talked about this last week. Yeah, um, well, well, we did. Another, you weren't here. Listen, well, I'm part of the I'm another. part of the community, the collective, so I can claim oh, it too. Here we go with these 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 <laughs> communist uh, <laughs> uh, words that come out right. of here, the collective and everything else. I tell you, Bernie Sanders' ideas are littered throughout <laughs> this podcast. Folks. They are. They are. Oh, okay. Well, let let me. Okay, let's just go back. You gonna lay it out? You gonna lay it down? Yeah. Let's go through it quickly. So, uh, Wiz Khalifa tweeted about to Kanye about his album title. Uh, in the fray of all of that, he's mentioned KK. This is Wiz Khalifa. Kanye thought that meant Kim Kardashian and went ham, of course. Brought in Amber Rose and Amber Rose and Wiz Khalifa's child, which, you know, a lot of people were upset about. Right. After that, Amber Rose came in and, and talked about what Kanye liked in the bedroom and who really cares. I mean, whatever. That's just the whole hip-hop community thing where you're trying to use a dig at a man uh, next. Uh, but Khalifa cleared it up and said KK... No pun intended. Is, yeah, right. He said KK is weed fool, essentially. KK stands for Khalifa Kushin. By the way, everybody, I think he's trying to like sell it now. Uh, so bingo, and then okay. yes, and then Kanye was like, "Oh my bad," essentially. Um, so now what happened? Kim Kardashian, who, when it comes to feuds, is relatively quiet. You know, right. she doesn't really go there. Right. She in- supposedly invited Amber Rose to her house so they could squash squash the beef. After this meeting, supposedly that happened. So they each individually Instagrammed those photos okay so nobody cares yeah and so now now everybody's like oh what you know the two of them in the same photo that you know they make up like i said last week none of this is real none of it they all are making money off of this amber rose in particular has she should thank kanye every morning and every night and i'm sure she does with a little smirk on her face as she's sending those nasty tweets, okay? She also, now, if, I mean, what is this? The Diggly Beast, the article, and they talk about this whole history of Amber Rose. She claimed that uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye were together cheating on 
Kanye's cheating on her. Kim Kardashian's cheating on Reggie Bush and all of this stuff. Of course, Kanye at the time came out and said, uh, nah, because uh, Kim Kardashian said no to me when I was trying to go after her before I was with you, Amber. And if she had said yes, we never would have been together, Amber. So it's like all of this stupid stuff. I'm done even talking about it. I, I think I need a shower. Wild yeah. card, go ahead. Uh, look, this gives me a headache. Um, let me just say blanketly, y'all ain't married. I know, I know. So can we cut it out? <laughs> All right, he liked Kim Kardashian. He was cheating on you with Kim Kardashian. Reggie Bush was cheating on some who, whomever. I don't care. Yeah, because Amber Rose called Kim Kardashian a home wrecker, right? <laughs> right, what home? Yeah, you know, doesn't doesn't just start at the paper, at the legal. The home does. Yeah, it does. Do they own, own the home together? So, so hold up, so it's just a house without the marriage? It's not a home? That's what you're telling me right no, now? No, 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 no. When you say home, that means you are legally recognized. Yeah, if it's a home record, that's a right. marriage. Get out of here. I mean, look at these people. They think, you know, that's my girlfriend, that's my boyfriend, and the entire world supposed to shut down around them. I ain't got time for that, Steve. I'm too old. <laughs> Grow up. Brandy, what what do you think? About what? This? <laughs> <laughs> well, you were the one trying to defend. Go ahead. No, listen. Well, you someone know, has to, to be honest. You can't, I'm you know, just trying to see the difference between the house yeah. and a home. I mean, I was just... Well, well, that, it's opinion. not the home part. It's, it's, it's when you call someone a home wrecker. Mm-hmm. When you call someone a home wrecker, you have to be legally bound by the right, law. In some way, they don't even own a home together, let alone married. I mean, what are Look, you talking about? She has been she has been playing this victim card. Yeah. Okay, I guess that's her thing. Yeah. But as as, as as you said, uh, analyst from the gate, she every day I'm sure she couldn't be happier with the position she's been put in. Oh, it's working out very well for because me. Because you know how I look at this, and I said this before. There is no talent associated. And when right. there's no talent associated, you need someone with talent to vault you into a position, which is what has happened. Plus, she got her marriage to Khalifa, who's the love of her life. They have a child together. And they are they still have a divorce. She filed, but they, it's not finalized. So they're working on that together. As See, a hip-hop guy... Again, as a hip hop guy, to bring that what's his name, Wiz Khalifa, into this completely, I don't even. I'm upset that I even have to know who he is. Well, now he's gonna have his own weed. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> guys. So, well, I, I think yeah. this uh, this conversation about talent, or you know, not having talent, I don't fool of the week is a very talented um, individual. The Tom Fool of the Week. So talented that he managed to stay quiet <laughs> for nearly a decade. I mean, if that's not talent, uh, I don't know. I don't know what is, especially considering you're a Supreme Court justice. And and the justice that we are talking about today is uh, Mr. Clarence Thomas. Well, welcome to the Tom Fool of the Week, sir. King Kong, welcome. <laughs> oh, shut up, shut up and sit down. Shut up. Now look, you're making him sound, Brandy, <laughs> like he's in a monastery or something, like he's a monk, <laughs> and he's with a vow of silence. He's been silent in his Supreme Court. <laughs> 
for a decade. Almost. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, the New York Times has an article on this, and the title is, It's Been Ten Years. Would Clarence Thomas like to add anything? <laughs> now, here's what's going on. Clarence Thomas says that essentially all the arguments are in briefs that they get before the hearing. So why do they need to talk? And he thinks that his colleagues on the Supreme Court do too much talking. He says, quote, let me find it. Yes. <laughs> we don't want to be Steve Hall. Yeah, we don't want to mess we don't want to mess this up. No, we don't. <laughs> quote, he says, most of the work is done in the briefs. There it is. We look like family feud. Mm -hmm. I don't like it that way, but I'm nobody's boss. Okay? <laughs> so he believes that. Now, most people I would think, most uh constitutional scholars and people who uh, follow the Supreme Court would say that those oral arguments are a part of it because you need to elucidate things that aren't in the briefs. Mm -hmm. um, elucidate. Also, uh, you like that word. See, that's I, a good I, one. I'm trying don't to enter. Don't give them any credit. <laughs> out of credit. Uh, look, I'm trying to enter into the stratosphere because we're talking about the hallowed Supreme Court. See that's that? Hallowed. Hallowed. Anyway, I would also like to add it, it's very important that you did get that quote right because the man talks so infrequently. That's true. That is yes. true. So we want to just, if we take some time to say, let me find it or, you know, let me make sure this is because we want to do a, a man who speaks once per decade justice. Right. Because the last time, right. well, one of the Unintended. quoted, he quoted, uh, he was quoted as laughter. So like we definitely. Right. <laughs> yeah. So let's get to, before we get to that. Yeah. So like I was saying, you know, we need some dialogue now maybe they go overboard maybe he has a point that way but that doesn't mean you say absolutely nothing because then the question is are you just a fool sitting on that court now he will speak up if he writes the majority opinion but nobody wants to hear it i mean if you read this article uh, it's very boring it's highly technical language and you know he says it like he doesn't even want to be there i mean this is a lifetime appointment cl appointment clarence uh also like you said brandy there was one time when he spoke up and it, and it was going to be breaking news, but it was to make a joke, and nobody understood the joke. <laughs> nobody knew what he was saying. Now, they do report, and then I'll toss it to you, wild card. They do report that Clarence Thomas is self-conscious about his dialect because yeah. uh, as a kid, and I think even in, in school, uh, moving up through law school, he was made fun of for that uh, dialect. Um, well, boo-hoo. Let me go get my tissues. Okay. Wild card, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I think um, in reading the New York Times article, the, the question was for me, um, are they, by articulating his, I guess, uh, reservations regarding talking and being teased, were they somehow using that to say that his reasoning for not talking in the Supreme Court was bogus? It's really an insecurity, not some... Uh, uh, noble pursuit, I guess, of a calm Supreme Court, or uh, uh, as quoted, uh, something that's not like the Family Feud. Yeah. Um, but um, what I would say, I believe, when you, are, whenever you have these, 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 um, whenever the lawyers come in and they pitch their case on the Supreme Court or whatever, and they outside of the briefs, um, I believe the other justices use the lawyers almost as a proxy to argue with their opposition on the Supreme Court. I believe it's it's, it's some give and take there. So it's strategic, right? Yes. Um, so it, there's a lot of utility, okay, to having the discussions and, and pressing the lawyers. Okay, even if you know the answer to something, there's always positioning, right? 
Right. So, I, look. I don't know why the guy's there trying to be quiet. Okay. He tends care. to have his... Yeah, he tends to try to appear principal. I don't you know, know what he appears. I mean... He tries. I said tries. Does he try to appear like, you know, I am above this? That's his whole game. Right. Right. I'm above this. I'll let the rest of them squabble. I've done my work. I've read the three. <laughs> of course, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be in that tone because apparently he can't speak clearly. But look, this guy is the Tom Fool of the decade, uh, past twenty years, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know what to make of this guy outside of tomfoolery. So if I had a gavel, I would hit something with it. That's it for me and him. Yeah, and he wasn't so uh, taciturn. See, I'm trying to pull these big words what you, up. What are you he like? What are you looking at, Joe Cal? Like You're well, no, 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 this is excuse you. Don't you become a tall fool. I got a good vocabulary when I want it. Try to come now, for I can talk. I, for I you. can talk okay. like I can. Excuse you. I can talk <laughs> jive like they said. And um, uh, I'm gonna get you sucker if I want to. <laughs> but I can also pull out taciturn or laconic. If I need oh, that listen. too, okay. So, you know, right, he wasn't Clarence. so he wasn't so laconic before he was on this court. Now we can go back to the '90s to get evidence of that. Now, first <laughs> to say when the uh, you know need arose. Yeah. But anyway, but you know, what I'll say about him is, and this is me just just my opinion and reading. Okay, this may not be true because I don't know the guy, but he seems to be very concerned with what. Um, um, I don't want to say Europeans, but white Americans think of him. And that is a part of his backstory. I mean, yes. it, he, right. No. Like his memoir, and he yes. has, you know, the memoir going on, something about his, I don't know what it's called, something about his grandfather and all this. But um, yes, he seems to, that seems to weigh heavily on him, which informs, I think, what we're discussing right Right, now. and it informs his opinions, whether you agree or not. Right. Um, yes, right. and that, that's, a, that's a key insight. But this is Tom Fool. Let's not make it too serious. But I'm here, sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, no, that is valid. That is certainly valid. And even at the end of this article, uh, the New York Times reports in 20, uh, oh, sorry, in 2002, the courtroom was riveted when Clarence Thomas shared his reflections on the meaning of a Virginia law that banned cross burning, recalling, quote, almost 100 years of lynching, unquote, in the South by the Ku Klux Klan and other groups. Quote, this was a reign of terror. And the cross was a symbol of that reign of terror. It was intended to cause fear and to terrorize a, a population, unquote. So, yeah, I mean, you're right on with that. But look, speak up, bruh. Like, we do want to hear from our Supreme Court justices. All y'all do is sit around and deal with the law all day anyway. Yeah, I would say that's the job or part of it, in my opinion. Yeah, now he can do what he wants with it, but it would be nice to hear it. it, it, it even... You know, we may not agree with what you're saying, but at least elucidate us. Hey, I'm not, I'm not going to agree. You know, look here, King Kong, you got to start talking. You, you know, and the, you know what? They going to come for you with that King Kong. Keep calling the black man King Kong, see what happened. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Well, I think that is it for this week of the Zeitgeist. But one thing I do want to do before we wrap is clarify my uh, fun fact that I gave about oyster filtration. So just to put the uh, put it into some context, an adult oyster can filter 1.3 gallons of water per hour. So whoa, yep. So just if you guys, you know, fun fact. 
See, we're an educational show too. Not only yeah, right. Tom Fool and things like that. <laughs> not only do we bring you the beef between Meek Mill and Fifty Cent, <laughs> that we will also educate you in the process. So we want to thank Brandy for that because I did not know that, and that's actually quite remarkable. I didn't know it either. You know what? I'm thinking of like a cartoon for kids to get them to wash up. We have some oysters. Up, yeah. Yeah, we always end up with a full out rock thing, right? We do, right? <laughs> and I'll tell you what else. I, I'm going to admit that I'm going to take that and, and, and repurpose it and as if I came up with that. Uh-huh. That's exactly who, what, we, what we want you to do with the content from uh, from yes. Dynamic <laughs> that's, what, that's our goal, right, is to make you, give you little tidbits so you can walk around and use them and not get no attribution. We do not, we don't have, none of that is necessary. Thanks so I'll much, Wild Card. We we bask in the glow of your presence. You <laughs> I do what I I do what I can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for this week. As always, thanks for listening. Coming back uh, another Sunday and enjoying the Zeitgeist Gang. Check us out on DailyDynamic.com and on social media at Dynamic Daily. Until next week, have a great time. Listen to the Zeitgeist every Sunday at dailydynamic.com.